chapter 1, verse 15, we're talking about faith. I got another thought about faith. I, I've opened up this faith thing, and, and uh, it's really opened up a lot of thoughts. I, I really, I've been walking with the Lord for a long time. I've been to two the, uh, schools of theology. I, I, I uh, have sat under some great teachings, and it's crazy because you still learn stuff about the Lord all the time. No matter, Lord, the Lord is too big, he's too vast, he's too mighty, he's too powerful, he's too holy, he's too all of that stuff. You will never get the full revelation of God until you die. Amen. As long as you walk this planet, you're going to always be learning because God is just that mighty. Everybody say amen. Amen. So that means that God actually shrinks himself down so you can understand him. Because really, he's unexplainable. He's un how is he here, and how is he in Egypt right now? Mm -hmm. You can't explain it. Shut up. You don't know. <laughs> how, 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 did, how did God manage to piece everything together and play chess to get all of us sitting right here today? You can't explain it. Shut up. You'll never. I, how, how, does God, how did God speak everything into existence? How did God plan Jesus before Jesus came? See, you know how you ever talk to someone and they go, well, you know, because the faith, Jesus, God is for me. I don't care about everyone. I don't know, but for me, he's God. And I go, you know what, I hear what you're saying, but you got to change that thought. Here's the real thought, that God is just truth. All other, all else, all other things fail in comparison. Yes. If, you, if, you, if we say that God is just for us, then meaning that, that I just believe, I don't know about everybody. No, it, it means that I've, I've, I've measured every other thought about existence, that mankind just exists, and that, you know, the Big Bang Theory or, or evolution and all that. And I've come to the conclusion from, from intellect that God is true. Because there are things on this planet you, cannot, you can't explain. There's, there's things that are unexplainable. You can't explain it to me other than God. When you see a child born, you're like, oh, my God. Amen. I've seen all three of mine, and I'm like, what is that? Who can do that? Only God can do that. Yeah. So when it comes to faith, I realize something. God has to give us faith to have faith. Mm -hmm. That's why he says that everybody has a measure of faith, mm -hmm. and that's why it's the size of a mustard seed, because it has to be built upon. So it's like, it's like, man, he gives us faith to even have faith. You guys have faith because God gave you faith to have faith. Because a lot of people don't have faith, and they don't have the revelation of faith. See, re faith is a revelation. You come to the understanding with your intellect. See, we like to say, no, we don't walk by sight. We don't. I'm going to explain that probably next week. But my thing is, is, you have to realize something. We don't walk by sight, but we do understand by our intellect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So faith starts with understanding. There's things you begin to understand that causes reactions. All right. So last week we found out what? That we were sheep. I still can't get over that. I don't like a sheep. I don't want to be no sheep. I mean, sheep are so stupid. Sheep has no, they have no defense systems. I don't want to be a sheep. And God says, no, you're a sheep. That means you're totally dependent on the shepherd. And we don't like it. We don't like that. I don't like that. I'll speak for myself. I hate it. I wish I was so in control of my life. <laughs> and then I go with the same breath. No, I don't, because I would have made a mess of it by now. I always think, Lord, you messed up my life when you didn't let me play baseball. But then I think, you know what, if I played baseball, I probably wouldn't even have a life. I might not have a life with you, mm -hmm. 
I mean, we just don't know. I mean, so I think God has a way of knowing what we need. and what, so, so when it comes to faith, it's like, man, we have faith. God given, he's given us faith to have faith. I could be on faith for the next three weeks. Yeah. And I'm going to do whatever God says. Everybody say amen. Amen. Romans 1.15, that is why I am so eager to preach the gospel to you. So you will know. And here's the beauty of preaching the gospel to you. It's only after I've measured it within me. Mm -hmm. I'm not asking you to do stuff I'm not willing to do. Everybody say amen. Yeah. So literally, this is what I do. I prove it in me, then I tell you. This whole thing, because I'm not really a preacher. I don't know what I am. But one thing I do know is that all I do is share my relationship with God. So therefore, I never preach down to you. I never stand up here and go, I'm this and you're not. You need to be this. No. I always go, I'm just as messed up as you are. Mm -hmm. <laughs> In a lot of ways, worse. But thank, thankfully, God has explained some things to me. And then since in our relationship and the way we interact, I share it with you. So I just let you eavesdrop on my relationship. So I'm so eager to teach you. This is why. Come on. For I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. And he says, no, I'm, not, I'm eager to teach you because I'm not ashamed of the gospel. You know why? Because it is the power that brings salvation to everyone who believes. I'm, I'm, I'm so, my mouth is so big about this and I have so much attitude and so much ferocity about this. Not because I think I'm better or I know everything. It's because I realize something. It is the power that brings salvation. Yes. I'm not ashamed of the gospel, not because I'm proud of it. It's because I'm eager to teach it because it helps you. Mm -hmm. Everybody around you who you really care about should know that you know God. All right. Oh, Kimberly used to drive me crazy. I would come in to work, and then Kimberly would come marching down there, and she would have her papers in her hands and all that, and then we would have this discussion, and everybody thought we was talking about work. No. <laughs> she had a list of questions about God that day. Amen. And I go, okay, here's Kimberly. Let me get ready. Laura, okay, Kim's going. Well, can you explain this? And can, you got to tell me about this. And I'm like, and they're sitting there going, oh, they really care about their jobs. No, we don't. We were talking about <laughs> And it's, and it's like, I'm eager if I care about you, you will not be preached down to, but you will know. I don't let anybody who I care about not know. All right. Because you hear people go, you know, I don't want to offend, and, you know, and some people, you don't want to run them off. And I go, you know what, that's great. But if you don't eventually say something, then salvation will never come. Mm -hmm. He said, I'm eager to teach you this thing, and I'm not ashamed of it, not because I'm proud of it. It's because it brings salvation. I can't be ashamed because if I'm ashamed of who I am and what I am, I'll never help anyone else. I'll never. Amen. You won't help your co-worker. You won't help the person who go, you go to school with. You won't help your neighbor. You won't help. So it's like, you know, I, I'm not talking about everybody. You won't save everybody. But the people who you really care about... It should be your mission in life to be like, you will know who God is. It should be a mission. 
Because we all, I've led a lot of people to the Lord. And I'm going to stand before the Lord nervously and go, did I do enough? Mm-hmm. It says it brings salvation to everyone who believes, auntie, first to the Jew and then to everybody else. Next verse. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just that it is written, the righteous will live by faith. It says, look, for in this righteousness of God is revealed from faith, it was revealed for faith, as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. What it's saying is that you've been given this glimpse, this little trying to explain it in turn where you'll get it. He has given you this little bit of faith to have faith. He's revealed and righteousness. Righteousness of God is revealed and it gives you faith to have faith. Because everyone, most people, go ask somebody if they believe in God. What are they going to say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But see, what happens is the lifestyle that comes after the understanding of God, they're not living. See, they have this ounce of faith but that faith hasn't been built upon to give them the faith to change their lives. Mm-hmm. So it's like faith is given to us by God. The Bible says everyone has a measure of faith. Mm-hmm. But he gives us this faith, and that faith that, we, that he reveals to us makes us go, oh. And then what? We start this journey to understand more because now I really get it. Faith, we don't walk by sight, but faith is revealing. And then you see God, you begin to see, whoa. Like I always share, first, I came to the Lord from this one thought. I'm a sinner. Because most people don't think they're sinners. Because the police aren't looking for them. And man, I was a really good sinner. I sinned pretty good, huh? You were there. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good center. Yeah, I did, I did sin pretty good. I was, yeah, I had fun too. And so what happened to me is it dawned on me one day. I was sitting in the tent revival and I heard this message of Jesus and I went, man, I'm a sinner. And I remember marching my little dark self up there and standing before some preacher and then the Lord just came into my life. My life changed overnight. And, and so then we started this journey by faith. Mm-hmm. Of what? Understanding based on what? That little glimpse of faith when I didn't know anything. Mm-hmm. Don't, be, don't, don't be upset when you go, I don't know. That's okay. We, we, see, but you have faith. And that faith that you do have will cause you to have greater faith to begin to build on the faith that you do have. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of faith. All right. So God gave you faith to have faith. So that means without God, we wouldn't even have faith. Mm-mm. So that also makes sense when he says, I predestined you from the beginning of time. I predestined your deter. I've determined you before you were even thought about being born. And then God says, my word is so good, I'm going to give you the faith to believe in me. Yes, thank you. So when you, when you begin to work with someone else about their understanding, the first thing you have to do is pray for their faith. What's my next passage? You guys are, I'm serious. You guys are, we're so serious today. Acts 17. Acts chapter 17, verse 24. Let me show you this. I want to teach these things. I want to kind of walk you through them. 
Acts 17, 24, Auntie, come on. The God who made the world and everything in it yeah. is the Lord of heaven and earth uh -huh. and does not live in temples built by human hands. The God who made the world and everything in it, he see, you have to know that. How do you know that? Because were you there? No, you know it by faith. The God that, he says, listen, I'm getting ready to explain something. The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in churches. See, people think that God, uh, God lives in the church. He don't live. And then when we leave, God stays here. And he waits on us to come <laughs> back the next week. God, God doesn't live here. Right. When did this become the church? When we show up, because mm -hmm. you are the actual church. Mm -hmm. This is a building that's been formed because the world said this is what a church looks like. First, especially a Baptist one. Baptists love wood. <laughs> They don't think they're anointed unless they have wood, and then you better make sure you got a baptism pool, or you're not Baptist, right? <laughs> and then we were pulling in, and we were coming past Trinity Baptist. I hope nobody gets to stay. And, and, and I wrote, I'm like, yeah, Trinity Baptist. I'm like, but we were first Baptist. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to be Baptist, be first. I ain't going to, you know. <laughs> When we, when we bought this crazy building, and I'm like, why, why did they call it First Baptist? And they were like, because it was the First Baptist. Oh, I thought it was something religious. It just meant that they were first. So I'm going to be Baptist. I'm going to be first. Anyway, that's just my <laughs> thing. My... Auntie, come on. And he is not served by human hands. As and if he and you know what anything. that means, Auntie? It says he doesn't need anyone's help. Amen. God don't need your help. God, it says that God is the one who created everything. He doesn't live in buildings created by hands. He doesn't need help from anyone. Amen. He gives life, breath, and everything else to all of us. He doesn't need nothing. That's right. And you have to have that revelation to understand who God is and to begin to let your faith build. Because when you begin to pray to somebody who you think is limited, your faith is going to be limited. Mm -hmm. when, you get, when you begin to pray to something that's greater than your situation why are you praying because he, he don't, you don't think that he's greater than your situation so he's not going to answer it. <laughs> wow it just went, I, heard, I heard a pin drop <laughs> it's kind of like having faith in a uh, something that's flawed, a doctor, and you go to a doctor, and the, and the doctor analyzes you. What, what do most people? And you don't like it. What do the most people do? They go get another opinion. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we do God like that. We we have we we take our circumstances to God all the time, thinking I don't I'm not sure about this. And then God says a double-minded man is unstable in the laws of way. And He also says when you pray, if any of you have doubt, you might as well don't pray. Right. See, we have a tendency to go to God and think he's flawed or think he's not large enough to fix this. And so what the writer here is saying, you got to remember that God created everything and he doesn't need anyone's help, anybody's help. And he gives everyone life and breath and everything else. He, he gives that to you. You got to know that when you pray in faith, because if you go to pray to, in, to a flawed God, or a God that's a little feeble, or 
or not as strong as you think he is, then why are you praying? Right. You've heard the statement, I heard some, uh, I've heard it quite a few times, that go, God either, he can't be all loving or he can't be all powerful. Because if God was all powerful, the world wouldn't be going like this. And if God was all loving, the world wouldn't be going like this. See, that's people who don't understand. Mm-hmm. So, man, when you pray in faith, who are you asking? Are you asking someone who's not big enough? Oh, I know your situation is so big, and you cannot see your way out. And so you think, well, I need to pray. You don't know how many people I pray with. Thankfully, not none of you. I pray with a lot of people now. How many people I pray with, and they go, I, they always go, that they do this. I have faith, but. Oh, Pastor Keenan, I have faith, but. I, I, I know the but's coming. I have faith, but. And I'm like, see, that's your problem. You got to get the butt out. Get your butt out. <laughs> it's just either you have faith or you don't. It's not I have faith, but. And people say it all the time. Oh, see, what they're saying is this situation is the big one, and I know God is large, but I don't know about this one. See, I got faith, but. Mm-hmm. See, that's walking by what we see. I have faith, but look at this. So what are you saying? God, God doesn't need anybody's help. Right. Hallelujah. Honestly, come on. From one man he made all the nations, that they should inhabit the whole earth. Yes. And he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. And then from one man he made all the nations. See, you got to, man, that doesn't make sense. From one person, we got all these, all these nations. So why are we so racist when everybody comes from the same thing? That's another subject for another time. And it's like, and that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked, out, he's, he's marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries, meaning that God has decided even where we live. Mm-hmm. And so you pray to a God like that with doubt? Help us, Lord. You pray to a feeble God who can't handle this when he's already marked out everything? The Bible says stuff stupid like God has every head on, her hair on your head numbered. And I go, that's kind of dumb. And what if I cut it? And then, but what it's really saying is God is that godly that he knows. And it's, that's a waste of time statement. He knows every hair on your head is numbered. You mean God took time to write down 175, 176. <laughs> No, what it's really saying is it's not about the hair. He's saying he's that impressive. He knows that much. He's that. Yes, yes. And we pray to him with a lack of faith. As if this situation is much larger. This one might give you a run for your money, God. <laughs> you guys so quiet. I love it. Auntie, come on. God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from anyone. So of why us. did God make man? God made man so that we would seek him. You know why? God did not, God did not make you to fight through life to try to determine if you go to heaven or hell. 
if we think about it, that's kind of what we, 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 we understand now. We believe that God created us so we can live a life so we don't go to heaven or don't go to hell. That's not why God created us. God created us to be loved and to love. Yes. Tell you what happened. God was sitting one day up bored, and, and, and the heavenly beings were calling him holy, and he was watching all the heavenly hosts march past him, and, and, they, were, and they paid homage to him. And God was like, Ugh, I'm missing something. I know what it is. These beings have to love me. I want someone who would choose to love me. Yeah. So God says, I'm going to make man in my own image, my own likeness. I'm gonna miss. See, they were not like God. We're made like God. That's why it says we're made a little higher than the angels. And the writer didn't even want to put that in the Bible. He's saying that, look, I'm going to make a being like me. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, I have this desire to be loved and I have this desire to give love, but I can't give it to these beings. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to make something like me, and then know I can love it, and it can love me back. Remember, he didn't make Adam and Eve. He made Adam, and then realized I needed Eve. Mm-hmm. But it's like, man, he wanted him and Adam to just be together. Love me, Adam. I love you back. He didn't make you to be raised, go to school, go to college, get a life, get married, have kids, have, you know, do your career, retire, and die. No, he made you to love. Yes. Oh, and he made you so you will love him back. Yes. <laughs> he says, I made people so that they would seek me. Mm-hmm. Perhaps reach out for him and find him because he's not far. Some of you pray and you go, Lord, life is so bad right now. You've got to be, you're so, where are you, Lord? I have people all the time. Where, where is he? He's right there. Mm-hmm. But you can't see him because your circumstances is bigger than him. Your circumstances is blocking your view of God who created heaven and earth and the earth is his footstool. And if we saw his face, we'd probably pass out dead. He's that holy that he told Moses, hey, don't walk up on me. And we, you see, you can't see him past your circumstance. Mm-hmm. Your situation is blocking God. Wow, blocking God. God is like this. Your situation is like that, but you, you can't see him. Mm-hmm. Your situation's here, God's here, and you're just steady looking at this. And God's like, hey, 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 I'm no God, look at this. This is really bad. Hey, 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 I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. Yeah. You ever had your kid go, oh, got a situation, you go, no, I got it. And then they come back two minutes later, but dear mom, dad, what about I said I got it. Amen. I didn't say I was gonna jump and do it right now, but I got it. Have some faith. Yes. I will slap. <laughs> I have to remind Julian all the time, my word is good, dude. I don't get mad at him because God has to remind me all the time. My word is good, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because kids will say something like, I'm thirsty. Mind down, I'm thirsty. All right, we'll go get something. I can't reach it or it's closed up. Okay, well, give me a minute. I'm thirsty. <laughs> if I don't get this done, we're all in bad shape. Amen. 
Stop interrupting me. I'm trying to get this. You're not dying. I'm going to give you something. My word is good. But see how the kids go. They want it right that second. Mm-hmm. That's how we do. We want it right that second. And God says, hold on. I got it. Let me fix this. Let me, let me get this. Courtney, you're going to get your nuggets. <laughs> Courtney's nine years old, sitting in the back of my car. That means she was probably like that big back then. <laughs> And, and, and just have, Courtney, you're going to get them. When did you have those nuggets? When you said you wanted nuggets, you had nuggets. I just can't give them to you right now because you won't enjoy the nuggets. Mm-hmm. You guys remember that story, right? Uh-huh. I'm going to slap you if you say you want, <laughs> a, nug- say you want another nugget. <laughs> See, when you look at your children as reflection and you, and you put yourself in the place of God, you put them in the place of you, you begin to understand God. Because mm-hmm. we do him the same way. Yes. And he's our what? Father in heaven. Yes. <laughs> Auntie, come on. For in him we live and move and have our being. So if, in him now, it's, it's, oh, I love this part. He's saying, listen. And he gives us the power to live, to move, and be who we are. No, a lot of you think you do that on your own. That we've created ourselves, that, that we, we, we got our personalities from our mom and dad, and, and, and that we just done life, and we've made decisions, and we've done all these things, and you have. And a lot of it, God had to mop up behind you because you made the wrong ones. So true. And so he said, listen, it's him that gives you the power to live. You don't just live on your own. It's him that gives you the power to move and make things happen. You don't just do it on your own. And it's him that gives you the ability to be who you are because he loves you just like you are. He made you that way, but you're flawed, and he has to clean it. Yes. See, God didn't make a mistake when he made you. He made me very, I got a big mouth. I like confrontation. I don't mind a good fight every once in a while. See, <laughs> see. I'm not scared of nothing. I'm not scared of nothing. It's just either it'll kill me or I'm just not afraid. So God, see these things corrupted can get me in trouble, but I'm moody. Oh, I'm so moody. (laughs) (laughs) Why do people who know me the most laughing? Very moody. Just, I mean, literally, I'm so moody. I can eat something that day, and you know how you have leftovers? I ain't eating that. I'm just, and I'm not the mood. I, I can want to do something one day. Two hours later, I could be like, I don't want to do that now. Just moody. And it's like, I got these, these situations. I got these issues. And then God comes into my life, and he goes, kid, I, I made you like that. But... I have to change your nature. Yeah. I told Vicky the other, the other day when I was yelling at her about something, I said, Vicky, the old me, you never want to meet him. I will never let you meet him. Because God has changed my nature. I still, I do, I have remnants of him because if you aggravate me too bad, it might not go well. But, but it's like, <laughs> but my thing is my nature, God has worked on my nature. It's not that I can't do it. I don't want to. Amen. So it's like there's times when I want to just crush someone because I I tell you I have the ability and I'm dark enough and I'm devious enough that I can unplug somebody really easy 
and I just don't do it. I used to didn't do it because I couldn't. Now I don't do it because I don't want to. Amen. So it says, where do, we, where do we get that? It says the righteous, we are his offspring. Yes. We, he gives us the power to live, to move, to get stuff done, to be who we are. We are his children. Yes. We are his offspring. He's, he gives us, the, oh, our kids only have the ability to live, move, and be who they are because of us as parents. Kids don't have anything. They got you. Mm-hmm. Kids have all the faith in the world. They got you. Mm-hmm. Kids will go, hey, um, let's go to the store. I need something. And you go, okay. And they go, they don't care where it comes from. <laughs> know why they got faith. Mm-hmm. They, don't, they don't care. Kids go, I'm hungry. They just know in a couple of minutes, food's going to come. Where did it come from? I don't know. They don't care if you got laid off. They don't care if you got money or not. They just have this amazing faith. So they're saying, my situation, my parents can always fix it. Julian believes I can fix anything. Courtney believes I can fix anything. (laughs) She just hates when I have to pick what we're going to eat. I can't fix that. I get stressed out. (laughs) She'll be like, what are we going to eat today? I don't know. I'm stressed. I I can't figure that out. I'm moody. Well, you wanted Chinese yesterday. That's disgusting today. I can't eat that. And then we argue. We argue. We sit in the car, me and her, Julian, and argue for like seven minutes. We're going to do it today when we leave. Oh, Dad, shut up. Don't you start talking about me, telling me what we, I don't know. I don't know. We're just not going to eat today. I'm sorry. I'm vending. I'm sorry. I forgot. I, I, I forgot where I was. <laughs> so don't you ever think that you move on your own, you live on your own, and you have your being. You are who you are just because of you. No. This guy that's in God's plan the whole time. In him we live. Yes. Move. We are who we are. Thank you, Lord. Okay. I have to give me the next one. What's the next one? Ephesians 2, 19. Let's go there. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, Uh but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household. He's saying, listen, so then, nope, nope. He's saying, so now you non-Jewish people are not visitors or strangers, but you are citizens together with God's holy people. You belong in God's family now. You got to remember back then it was very powerful because back then everybody was, it, it was, you think it was racism now. It was tons of racism back then. Back then it was all about where you were born, what region you were born, what people you were. So here it is. The Jews were God's chosen people. Everybody say amen. amen. But then what happened is that the Jesus, God says, you know what, I want, I want Jesus. Not only do you have to die to save their sins, you have to die to save everybody and then the Bible says that they rejected him. But that's another story. So it's like, now he's saying, listen, all of you who aren't Jewish, you're okay. You have, you have been adopted. Mm-hmm. What do people normally do when they adopt a kid? They treat them just like they're theirs. Because mm-hmm. you are mine now. You're my responsibility. I need to take care of you. I need to correct you. Yes. Everybody say amen, amen. to that. Amen. 
So now you are citizens. Come on. Built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. And so now, here it is. Christ Jesus himself is the most important. He says, listen, you believers are like a building that God owns. You know, we're called the body of Christ, but we're also called a building. Mm -hmm. That means that all of you are so important. You know why? Because we're small. And I like it small. I've done big, and I can do big. I like it small, though. I'm going to tell you why. Because see these little bricks in, the, in, the, in these little squares? That's all of you. If one was missing, wouldn't we notice it? Amen. That's you. See, when everybody's in the fold, then the build, that's how we've been able to survive, Amen. as long as we survive in a little town with a little congregation because all the bricks are there. Mm -hmm. See all those bricks? Pull one of them out, and you're going to say it's a hole in the wall. Mm -hmm. With a breeze coming through. Mm -hmm. That's whenever you start thinking you're not important, I will slap. Everybody's important. Everybody. Know why? Because we're a building. Yeah. And every building is a has a piece of brick. And, and when that brick isn't there, it's, it's, it, we'll notice it. It's missing. Mm -hmm. And so all of you are so important. He says, You are all, a, but here's the key Jesus is the cornerstone. And if you think about building, and I, I watched a guy on video, he was a master builder who became Christian, and he, and he, and he said this, he told, he told the story about this, how you put in the cornerstone. You know that stone on the building where it has the date of the building written on it? That's usually the cornerstone. Mm -hmm. It's the most important piece because the whole building is built upon that piece. How straight it is. How it's formed, how strong it will be, is all based on that corner piece. That is Jesus. He's the cornerstone yes. in which your whole life is built upon by faith. By faith. He said that that piece has to be your best brick, your strongest, your strongest brick. That cornerstone piece has to be perfectly shaped, perfectly measured, or the whole building would be off. So Jesus did his part. He was perfect. Yes. So he's perfectly in place. Now it's up to us to continue to build on that cornerstone piece. How do you build? Well, you build by faith, knowing that Jesus is the chief cornerstone. Yes. He, that he's, he is in which our whole life it's built upon. Mm -hmm. So what if something goes wrong? I know. But he's, what our whole life is built upon. And like we talked about earlier, it'll work together for the good. It really will. Okay, but what about if this happens? Well, I know, but he is our major, he is our, we build upon this perfect piece. Whole build, our whole life is built on that. By faith. Yes. After the next verse. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. He says, now in him, this is really good, by the way, 007. What's in this one? Triple berries. Okay. Um, in him, the whole building is joined together and it rises to become a holy temple. Remember, because he's not living in this. He's living in us. Yes. So if we build upon Jesus, Keeping our faith now, continue to build upon him. Realizing that he's the cornerstone piece, so by faith, he was perfect. So we continue to build on him, all of us, not just me, all of us. 
We become this building that rises. And it, and it literally becomes the temple in where God dwells. Yes. It literally becomes the place where God hangs out. So that means that when you're driving down the road, God is hanging out. He's in that temple because he has the ability to be everywhere at all times. So while you're up at 6 in the morning and getting ready to go to work, I'm asleep. <laughs> I'm not getting up. I'm sorry. But then when I do get up, so he, he's with me and he's with you. He's, when, when you send your kids to school, I took the kids to school the other day, and I, and I pray, I always pray for Julie when we get out, me and him pray together, pray for all the kids. I'm, and this is what I always say, Lord, I'm not there, but you're there. Yes. You're there, you're there. So I cover them all, I cover Annabelle, all the kids that go to school, I'm like, Lord, you're there. Yes. Parents aren't there, grandparents aren't there, but you're there. You got the ability to be everywhere. How? I don't know. I, that's by faith. I don't know how that works. I'll ask him when I see him. God, how are you everywhere? Then, but when you see him, you're dead, probably. <laughs> and then the, <laughs> the, revela <laughs> the revelation of God will hit you so dead in the face, you won't ask God any questions. Right. All your questions will be answered on sight. I guarantee you. Ask Isaiah, who just saw a glimpse of God in the temple and went, oh no. Oh my, are you kidding me? It's a wrap. It's a wrap. So how dare we look at our circumstances and go, this is big. Lord, you, you may even have trouble with this. I have faith, but praying to a feeble God. Auntie. And in him you two are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. So based on the cornerstone by faith, we are all building together. We are all trying to raise together. So why? So he can dwell with us. Why? Because that's what he created us for. Right? He created us to love and to be loved. And then he goes, wait a minute. Because Satan and the fall and all that stuff. Now I got to give you the revelation of it. So now I'm gathering all my people and I call you the body of Christ, but you're also the building of Christ. Mm -hmm. And the beauty of a building is you can always expand on it. Yes. Some buildings are just done, but you can always widen it. You can always put an addition on it. You can always build it. I'm, keep, I'm still building. I've been walking with the Lord for a long time. I actually know a little bit of Bible, but I'm still building. I'm still building. It's still, I'm never going to get the revelation until I'm dead. I'm always, I always will have a crystallization of who God is as long as I walk the earth. Yeah. Fighting to try to understand, seeking his face, and then making mistakes and doing stuff wrong. and then Relying on his grace and his mercy and his forgiveness. And relying on the fact that he's a great father and he loves me. Whether I'm right or wrong, relying on all these things because I understand it. Why? Because I'm a parent. Mm -hmm. And so I, I get how it, see, if you look at God as just as God and you don't look at him as a father, you'll miss him. If you look at Jesus as just being this, this son of God, you know what I always think? And forgive me for thinking this and I'm done. Jesus was perfect. He walked off perfect, or earth perfect. But I always go, I, I say it quietly, I go, yeah, Jesus, but you cheated. 
<laughs> Don't strike me, I'm just saying. You cheated. You were, in the beginning was God, and in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with Jesus. Not everything was created by you. Jesus, you kind of cheated. You, and then, I, and then at the same breath, I go, he didn't cheat because when he was born, he was born of Mary. We can't take his human side out or you'll miss him. So it's like here he is, born of a virgin, born of a little peasant girl, raised in a manger, raised by flawed people, surrounded by sin. Everybody say amen. Amen. And yet and still was always praying, was always seeking God, didn't call himself good. Mm -hmm. I'm like, man, you cheat. Well, maybe you didn't cheat. I still think you kind of cheat. No, but you didn't cheat. <laughs> You, li you literally lived by faith. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he says he's the perfect example. He, he's a perfect example. He's a prototypical being on how to function down here walking with the Lord. And so here he is. Jesus is walking with God and he's doing all the things we have to do. If Jesus didn't take a shower, he would stink. Jesus got in trouble when he was a kid. Everybody remember his parents were looking for him. Jesus hanging out in the temple, they couldn't find him. Mary and Joe, they were mad. <laughs> Jesus, where were you at? Oh, I was in with my father. My mother would have slapped Jesus so hard. <laughs> Jesus, the Bible would have written, Jesus had his first whooping. That's how it would have been. <laughs> they, I mean, Jesus would have got a whooping. He would have. <laughs> She's like, I don't care who your father is. Jesus, Jesus would have got smacked. So it's like, but Jesus was just like us, just like us. If we take that away from him, we have to, we have to keep his divinity, but we have to keep his humanity. Mm -hmm. Or we'll miss him. How do we do that? By faith. You, you try to tell me some kind of way God shrank Jesus down to an embryo and had him born? You can only understand that by faith. Mm -hmm. Amen. Everybody celebrates Christmas, but they don't believe it by faith. How do you know? Yes, they do. They're saying it's the, Jesus is the reason for the season and all that crap. Well, I know, but how's your life? Amen. See, true faith comes from understanding, which causes condemnation, not condemnation, but repentance, which produces lifestyle. Amen. And if you don't have all three of those things, I can't say you have faith. You might have the measure, mm -hmm. but you didn't build upon the faith that God gave you because he gives you faith to have faith. Mm -hmm. That's why I eat atheists up. You got you to gotta believe in God to not believe in him. <laughs> <laughs> you have to form a concept of God to say, I don't believe in God. Mm -hmm. There's no way around him. Come on, so I'll finish next week. So, never say that you're just living life. And I know you people don't say it. Tell other people when they tell you, because they tell you. And then we got to remember, you got to be eager to tell people this, this, this belief that you have. I know some of you go, oh, I don't want to run people away. No, you got enough savvy to do it without making them run away. Amen. Mm, amen. And I'm going to tell you the biggest testimony you can ever give someone who don't know God. Just your life. Yes, amen. I'm not saying you're perfect, but how you respond, how you react, how you are. That's the biggest, when people go, what is it, there's something different about you. See, you 
ain't responding like everybody. Something's different. See, that's the biggest testimony you can give. But at some point, you have to say something. Why? Because faith comes by hearing. How you going to hear if no one's telling you? That's right. So in order to get faith, you have to have heard something. And that's the faith that builds upon the little measure that he gave you. And then so, But did he? how does he produce faith from the little faith you have? You have to hear. Faith comes by hearing. So someone has to speak to you to develop this faith that you have, and your faith begins to grow. If, if you don't tell nobody, they're not going to know because they're not going to have faith because they're not hearing anything. Mm -hmm. So stop saying, I don't, well, don't want to tell them. You need to tell them, especially when they're being stupid. You're the only hope. Amen. So when people go, I, I have faith, but, correct the but. And when people go, oh, this is really big and this is too much, correct it. Go ahead and correct it. If someone leaves you for telling them the truth, then they're not your friend anyway. Amen. Now, I'm not saying be obnoxious and be super Christian. You ever met somebody, oh, I, I hate these answering machines. <laughs> be not here today. Oh, be blessed and highly favored. Love the, oh my God, just say you're not home. That's why I don't leave messages. You ever ask somebody, hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm blessed, brother. I'm, stop it. <laughs> Are you good or not? In fact, I don't even care. I just ask because we're supposed to. <laughs> you ever done that? I'll be honest. Hey, how you doing? And they go, I don't care. I'm just asking. <laughs> I think that's supposed to be what you say, you know. You know, that was good to meet you. I don't. I ain't gonna never see you again. It ain't good to meet you. I know. I know. I, I need help. Help me. Pray for me. <laughs> you ever get introduced? Hey, this is Pastor Ken. This is Charles. Hey, Charles. <laughs> Never see you again. Hey, people I've met, and it's like, hey, 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 I want to introduce you to this person. Hey. <laughs> well, I get this one. I'll be on the road, and they go, hey, you know, oh, man, we got to keep in touch. Hey, let me get your number. Dude, I ain't going to lie to you. I ain't going to call you. I just don't have time. I'm so rude. I know. I don't know why anybody want to be my friend. <laughs> The just shall live by faith. We have to live that way. Why? Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. Why? Because you won't believe that he is. We'll be on faith for a while. Father, I give you glory and praise, and I thank you and praise you for the day. I ask and praise you. Continue to bless your people. Continue to show them who you are. Continue to speak to their hearts. Continue to solve their issues. Hallelujah. Continue to walk with them. Continue to bless their children. Watch over their children, Lord. Continue to keep them safe on roads. But Lord, more importantly, continue to let them abide in you and you abide in them. Stay close, Lord. Keep them close. And not only that, let them want to be close. Hallelujah. I pray that if, they're not, if you're not their first thought, they, you should at least be their second or at least their third. But I pray that you're their first thought in the morning. And then they start their day. I pray you're their last thought before they close their eyes and go to sleep. So, Lord, we give you glory and praise, Lord. I have a special prayer for Smile FM, Lord. Continue to use it. Continue to, to, to bless it and expand upon it. I've met some amazing people just over the phone who depends on that place. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that you will continue to bless all those people who listen. Continue to guide the station. Thank you for blessing it. Lord, thank you for blessing this church. Lord, keep your hand upon it. 
kept us, Lord. You kept, you, you kept us over a lot of years. We're not large, we're not thousands, Lord, but man, you kept us, and we thank you, Lord. I pray for everyone here today, and I say, Lord, that they will know who you are. Continue to strengthen them, and all the, glories, all the glory will be yours, I promise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.